This is Sustainable-ish with me, Jen Gale, and it is great to have you here. Listen in each week and I hope I can brighten up your day and leave you feeling inspired and excited about the magnificent human being that you are and the power that you have to create a better world. You won't find any expectations of eco-warrior perfection here. There's no obligatory tree hugging. You won't be judged if you drive a car, wear leather shoes or eat the odd pack of Haribo every now and then. I'll be sharing my own gems of wisdom for sustainable-ish living and I also relentlessly scour the internet for people doing amazing things to tackle the big environmental issues that we're facing and I hound them until they agree to come on and inspire us all with their fabulousness and the positive change that they're making. So sit back, listen in and get ready to change the world one baby step at a time. Just before we dive in and I give you a little intro to this week's episode, a quick heads up that this is the last in this series of the podcast, but I will be back in between Christmas and New Year with a very special 12-episode mini-series, one episode a day, in the run-up to the launch of my book. Yes, you heard that right, my book. I have spent the last 11 months wearing my patient pants after submitting the manuscript for the Sustainable-ish Living Guide to Bloomsbury and learning just why it takes so long for a book to go from the written word to an actual book. In case you're interested, there are layers and layers of copy editing, proofing, laying it all out, proofing it again, indexing, and I'm sure much more that I'm not even aware of. But finally, it's ready. I have advanced copies in my excited little mitts and it's going to be hitting the shops and the online places on the 9th of January. But it's also available to pre-order now. (coughs) Cough, cough. And I've got gift vouchers you can download to gift if you want to buy it for a gift and still wants have something to hand over on Christmas Day. So I will post a link in the show notes for you if this is something that you'd love to do. So to celebrate and to count down to the launch, I'm interviewing 12 inspiring people, each relevant to one of the chapters in the book, and I can't wait to get that out to you. By my reckoning, 12 days in the run-up to the 9th of January should see us kicking off on the 29th of December. But first up, It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Wasn't quite brave enough to sing (laughs) that. This episode is going out in the first week of December and those Christmas songs are on the radio. The shops are full of all the things and starting to feel a bit like the pressure is on to buy presents for friends and family and not just to buy presents, to buy the right present. Because we all love giving, don't we? We all love seeing people's faces when they open the gifts that we've carefully chosen. But only if we've got it right. And that can be the tricky thing, can't it? Finding the right present, the right present for the right person and in budget to boot. That is the holy grail. Apparently around £2.4 billion are spent on unwanted gifts each year at Christmas. And that's a figure I found from 2011. So I can only imagine that now in 2019, that figure is actually much higher. £2.4 billion. Just think of all the good that can be done in the world with that money. 
for the NHS, for the climate, for people living in poverty, all kinds of things. Instead of it being spent on us giving gifts to people that they don't want or need because we feel like we should. In this episode, I am chatting to Tara Button from Buy Me Once, who is a huge fan of conscious, thoughtful gifting, giving gifts that are wanted, that are needed and that will last. And she's sharing some of her top tips for how to do just that. Enjoy. Hello, Tara. Welcome back to Sustainable-ish. Thank you so much. Lovely to be here. Yeah. And we've spoken before, haven't we, about um, conscious consumption and about buy me once. But for those who haven't listened to that episode, can you just uh, remind us or let us know who you are and what you do at buy me once? Sure. Um, well, I founded Buy Me Once uh, in 2016, and the idea behind it is to try and get us to throw away our throwaway culture and love things that last. So we find the longest lasting and most sustainable products on the planet, and we put them all in one place so that you don't have to. Um, and the idea is to change the way that consumers behave. So. I think what's really interesting is that the connection between longer lasting products and climate change hasn't been made, Mm. but actually the best thing we can do for the planet is to just keep on having the products do what they're doing in their present form. Recycling is better than landfill and repairing is better than recycling, but actually the best thing is just to have a product carrying on doing what it's doing. No energy needs to go into it and it saves all of those manufacturing energies and all of the logistical um, energy that has to go into making that product go all around the world. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That way we save a huge amount of carbon. If you get an average t-shirt to last just nine months longer, you save 20 to 30% on your carbon emissions. And that's just a t-shirt lasting nine months longer. So you can imagine the impact of all your chairs and tables and yeah everything else yeah I think we think a lot about the energy that products use especially things like cars but even Mm. you know fridges freezers computers phones and we forget about that embedded carbon that's in their manufacture and their um, transport and all that sort of thing there's a you know a huge carbon footprint just in the production of the things that we buy Yes, that's absolutely true. And people just haven't made that connection. So we exist essentially to shout about that connection, to persuade people to buy things that have the ability to last a really long time, stuff that's really rugged, stuff that is worth looking after. And perhaps the manufacturer itself has a, a lifetime guarantee, so they'll help you keep that product going. Yeah. And you talk, don't you, about um, wanting to find the Le Creuset of everything. And I just love how, yeah. and I've explained by me once as that to other people and, and, and they're like, oh yeah. And everyone just gets it, don't they? They just like, oh yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And associates Le Creuset with longevity and um, durability. Absolutely. That's how it all started. I was given a Le Creuset pot for my uh, 30th birthday and I just basically from a purely selfish point of view, I was like, I wish everything in my life was like this. And I went looking for a place where I could find the longest lasting and best built, highest quality item. And it it just doesn't exist. And I was like, well, that's a no brainer. This should exist. And, And so I built it. 
<laughs> just like that just um, like that yeah it was so easy <laughs> right now this episode is going out in December which is I would imagine peak consumption time yeah and even for those of us that try to consume a bit more thoughtfully and consciously throughout the rest of the year I think Christmas is a really difficult time you know especially in terms of buying for other people so definitely um, that's what we really want to kind of dig into today isn't it that mm-hmm. thing about kind of conscious consumption at Christmas so yes. what are your experiences of of Christmas and of buying gifts and and receiving gifts as well well it's it's really hard because people love being generous at mm. Christmas they love being thoughtful you know they love seeing that look on people's faces when they open their presents and you know um since starting by me once my families have been in agonies because they're like oh we, we don't know what to get people anymore because we can't buy them anything silly and throw away yes. anymore um and you know it it has been a shift actually it has created a big shift um both in my life and and my family's life um and I, i'm not saying that it's necessarily been a particularly easy shift um either because there are so many messages telling us that you know everyone needs a present and we are you know under this obligation you know when we go around to people's houses mm. to bring a little something with us and and so i think culturally we just have that gift giving you know in our in our lives and I think that you know to to move away from that feels kind of wrong and Mm -hmm. so um what I've tried to kind of think about is how can we balance that lovely cultural um giving uh time which you know is Christmas with a kind of uh, less of a consumptive message and so what I would say is that you know if you have people in your life and, and everyone has these people in their lives that kind of have everything already you know you know my parents you know they've, they've been on this planet you know over 60 years and you know they've bought everything they want to buy mm. really um, and everything that they need and so when it comes to people like that, um, you know, don't buy something with someone that has everything, another thing, is what I would say. There's yes. <laughs> um, a quotable, I like that. Exactly. And so um, with these types of people, I, I kind of get them experiences. And ideally yeah. experiences that I can do with them, because then that kind of creates that lovely bond, which is you know, the most important part of being a family, really. So what kinds of things have you bought, um, experience gifts have you bought for people in the past? So, you know, if it's my parents, it might be um, a, a golf um, day, which includes lovely afternoon tea and then playing golf together. Um, my brother was bought a gliding lesson, which wow. he absolutely loved and was quite meaningful because my grandfather used to glide so it kind of felt like that connected him to a part of our family's history as well so you know things that you know that can be really thoughtful um as well as something that bonds you together I think is a really lovely thing to to get instead of a um instead of an object yeah and so some of those you know those bigger ticket items then clubbing together with other members of the family and things can make that a really a much more affordable way of doing it, can't they? 
absolutely and we often do that so for example you know a, a whiskey tasting afternoon or something like that um which might be quite expensive we we've definitely like clubbed clubbed together and you know, depending on what your price point and what your budget is then you know that's a really easy thing to do um all together and you know maybe doing something like going to all to the th- to the theater together mm-hmm. as part of the christmas um, celebrations and having that as part of your present that's a really nice thing to do as well um, and then what I would say is that you know if if you're buying for people who actually are you know maybe still setting up their homes or they have um, said that they might want something um, and I would also always try and dig into what people might want you know even if it's just an area of what they might want in mm-hmm. terms of you know would they like some warm woolly clothing or might they need something technical or Mm -hmm. might they need something for their house um you know look into that area and really try and do some research into what their taste is Mm -hmm. and um and then try and buy the most durable and sustainable version that you can find of that object and always 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 include the gift receipt so that if it's not quite right for them it's not just something that ends up sitting on their shelf, making them feel guilty that they don't <laughs> like it <laughs> because, you know, that's even more of a waste. So I think that um, including the gift receipt is a kind of a kindness that we can do. Yes. And almost giving them permission to say, do you know what? This isn't, it's, it's really gorgeous and I love the sentiment, but it isn't quite what I would have chosen, you know, and, and you're almost yeah. giving them permission to go and change that or to at least have that conversation with you. Absolutely. And um, I, you know, have a little bit of a, some people would say maybe a draconian uh, relationship with gifts. Now, if someone gives me a gift and I know that I'm not going to use it, I uh, give it away straight away. Do you? Away, you know, that week, because the alternative is that that object sits in a drawer or sits on a shelf, making me feel bad. Yeah. Um, if I can't return it, you know, I'll resell it or or give it on because in a way, you know, the relationship between me and the gift giver, that has, you know, that's been able to, they've been able to do their bit by giving me the gift. And if I'm not able to say this, because there are some people you really can't say. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's got these people in their lives that they know that it's just going to hurt their feelings yeah you know it's not worth it um so you know you smile you say thank you and you you know I appreciate the thought and you know the generosity that's kind of come through that present but the idea that then that object should then sit in my house <laughs> you know, making me feel bad because <laughs> I don't like it um that's you know for me that's an extra waste you know, yeah that's someone else might love it yes yeah, so, yeah yeah so so rather than feeling like you're being a bit mean passing this on thinking about how much joy that's going to give to somebody else who really does want it absolutely absolutely and, and you know and people know that you know when it comes to these gifts if it just sit, you know it ends up sitting on your shelf for a couple of years until it's almost like done its time <laughs> and then you give it away so if you know you're going to do that anyway <laughs> in the future you might as well do it now um so it kind of feels draconian but actually it kind of makes sense um and it certainly means that you know I don't end up with you know these piles and yeah, yeah clutter yeah. that you end up resenting 
Yeah. Like to still kind of look at something and go, God, why did they get me that? Yeah. And that kind of taints that relationship in a weird way. So much better just kind of let it pass through <laughs> and on to a better place. Yeah. Now I'm putting you on the spot a bit here, but have mm. you got any stats around the waste that's generated at Christmas and I don't know, the number of unwanted gifts given or anything like that? I think it's something like £300,000 worth of, or no, so £300 million worth of gifts wow. that are unwanted every year, which is, which is, you know, a bit upsetting <laughs> think about it. That's a lot of people smiling and saying thanks and yeah. not really meaning it. And so that's why it's kind of really important, I think, to research and but if you're really not sure I would just suggest getting them an experience because an experience is always appreciated or even if it's a disaster it's a bonding moment <laughs> that you can have together and people tend to look back fondly on bad experiences but <laughs> don't look back fondly on bad gifts and <laughs> uh, um, I always think as well you know giving something edible can be quite quite good Obviously, yes. it's not something, you know, with longevity and that sort of thing in mind. But, um, you know, if it's something that people can can eat, then um, hopefully it won't be going, going to landfill uh, come kind of the new year as well. Absolutely. You're helping to sustain people and you're helping to create a kind of nice atmosphere where people are you know, having a jolly time. So edible gifts, I think, are particularly good for when you know, people come over yeah. unexpectedly <laughs> or you end up going unexpectedly over to them so kind of having some nice local jams or some like nice local cheeses or something yes. like that uh, ready to go and you know with a nice ribbon round them perhaps yeah. that can um that can help get out of some sticky situations yeah <laughs> so what what you're talking about and you've got um a really lovely video and post on your website about these 12 tips you've got for a, a kind of more conscious Christmas and that is exactly it isn't it it's a, it's a much more it's a much slower a much more thoughtful way of gifting than I think we're probably now used to in that you know especially now with online shopping and just oh god what can I you know next day delivery and oh yeah that'll do and getting that and just buying almost to a budget and not really giving it much thought what you're talking about is really slowing down thinking about the recipient thinking about what they might like and I guess there's also an element of if you don't know the recipient well enough to know what they like and that sort of thing maybe you shouldn't be buying them a gift I don't know is there an element of that I mean I, I would say so I think it can be hard especially kind of with you know young cousins and you know for example my mother would always want to you know buy something for young ones who she might not have that much contact with but you know she feels obliged but yeah. I would say with these types of people you know vouchers are a good yeah. thing because you know it's much less likely to be wasted if they actually get to choose their mm -hmm. own way forward so we're actually at Buy Me Once pushing our gift card quite hard as a way around if you really don't know someone's taste well enough to make an informed choice mm -hmm then you can allow them to pick their own long-lasting yeah. sustainable gift. Because um, I, I do think that that's kind of a, an easy way around. And I think we, we need to kind of get over that. We, we feel a bit like giving money or giving um, a gift voucher. It feels like a bit of a, a cop-out. But actually, it's far better to do that and for people to buy something they genuinely want than to, to give them something that is just going to kind of 
like you say, sit on the shelf and make them feel guilty? I would, I would definitely say so. And while people might think that's boring and unimaginative, I think it <laughs> is generally more appreciated than something where you've just picked it up in a bit of a panic and you're like, mm. oh, well, at least, at least this is funny or something like that. And then, you know, they open it and maybe it raises a giggle, but then they never end up using it or they just don't know what to do with it. After. Yeah. So yeah. You know, that's a bit tricky. I think part of the key is giving yourself enough time. And this is definitely something that I've been really guilty of in the past. <laughs> I'm <is> so rubbish. <laughs> complete Christmas panic buying. Yeah. And if you get to the point where it's the week before Christmas and you haven't really thought about it and you end up being constricted by what you can find for yeah, the yeah, yeah. delivery or you know what you can find in the shopping center right in front of you right then you know that's when you end up like running around kind of going or oh, will will this do will you know mm. you know and then you end up buying one thing and it just feels a bit generic and unthoughtful so you buy another thing to go with it yeah. to make it feel a little bit better and then you end up overspending what you meant to yeah. spend in the first place so that's um, not the best way of kind of using your Christmas budget and actually by giving yourself enough time to be a bit more thoughtful it can uh, it can definitely save you money in the long yeah. term you don't end up guilt buying yeah 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 and talking of budget mm. the perception I guess or, or probably the reality is that you know if we're buying to last if we're buying with longevity and durability in mind it is going to be more expensive and on a cost per use basis it probably does work out cheaper but if we're on a budget um how do we marry those two things up because obviously things made with you know people and planet and longevity and things in mind are a much truer reflection of the actual cost of their production and therefore are more expensive but that might not fit with our christmas budget absolutely i mean and this is where you know, sales and things do start to come in. People talk about Black Friday and I'm kind of anti-Black Friday in the way that I don't agree with, you know, the overconsumption that happens there. I think lots of people end up buying a whole load of stuff because it is discounted. Mm -hmm. But I think if you've thought beforehand what you're planning on buying and then you manage to find it as a discount around the sales period... Mm then that is worth going for. So, you know, look out for sales. You can track pricing on some websites, Ooh. so that might be worth doing. Um, I would also say that if there's something that's particularly expensive but really does hold its um, integrity, like a Le Creuset, mm. and it's something that you were thinking about getting someone but you wouldn't be able to afford a new one yeah maybe consider a secondhand one and in fact secondhand is always the most eco-friendly way to buy mm. and kind of buy me once products secondhand are wonderful because they've still got their wonderful yeah. integrity intact yes yeah, yeah yeah actually we've got um the boys have these bikes I don't know if you've got them on the website called Isla Bikes mm. and um they are you know made to last made specifically to the kids not or not to my kids measurements but to children's um, yeah. ratios and that sort of thing and we've got them secondhand and they hold their value really well and we you know we can often sell them on after a couple of years use for the same money so if you are looking for those um very durable brand names I think as you say looking secondhand can be a really really good way of doing that 
absolutely and you can always kind of fix them up or you know personalize them in some way mm. um, make them even more special once you've got them in your hands yeah um, and I know you've got um one thing I know you have got on the website is the wishbone balance bikes isn't it yeah they're beautiful my, my parents bought um our eldest one so must be like seven or eight years ago and um you know it's gone through him taught him to ride a bike it's gone through my youngest taught him to ride a bike my um nephew taught him to ride a bike and then it'll be passed on to his little brother and and it's you know and the, the, we've been able to replace bits of it as well if bits of it have yeah you know there was a particularly high impact crash and something, <laughs> something split um so that you can replace it and it's just mm. like you say it's a beautiful beautiful item and it will do many many more children yeah I think it's, it's items like that that are just genius mm. for, for Christmas you know, whether they're new or whether they're secondhand, because you know that they're going to kind of give years and, and potentially decades through several generations yes, yeah. um, of, of joy. So, you know, it's a gift that, that literally does keep on giving, which is, you know, worth looking out for. Yeah. Any other ideas or tips for kids? Because I think, you know, that is where any parent knows, you know, you do get inundated with this kind of cheap plastic tap from well-meaning relatives. And are there things that we can point them towards that are longer lasting, that will survive and can be passed on and all those sorts of things without breaking the bank? Absolutely. I think, you know, things that are kind of maybe a little bit more simple, that um, encourage a child to use their imagination and then involve a whole load of electronics mm. <laughs> is uh, a good way to go. So, for example, I got my nephew a um, One World football, which is a football that never, ever deflates. And they had a whole oh, wow. full of footballs, which, you know, in various stages of deflation <laughs> before this football <laughs> came into their life. And it's wonderful because they'll have it in their lives their in you know their entire life and he's absolutely football mad um and at the same time the one world football organization um they give footballs to children um who are underprivileged and in, in, in other countries who may be playing you know against barbed wire on mm, very mm. rough ground um and that's where the idea came from it's because these children couldn't um get their footballs to stay yeah. inflated I and mean, obviously it's brilliant for us here in the UK playing on our nice cushy gut yeah grass. but actually it came from a practical um you know problem that was happening in in other places where they were playing in very rocky ground and they couldn't keep their footballs up so yeah it's got a wonderful story with them as well and I think that's um, oh, I absolutely love that because so many people will be, you know, gifting footballs this year. Mm. And to, not only can you never occur to me that you could have a football that would <laughs> last and last, but, you know, give a football that will last. But that it's, as you say, got this beautiful story behind it and is, is doing this other good stuff in the world as well. And what a great way to to talk to your kids about the conditions mm. that other children live in and in a, in a quite a gentle way as well. Maybe not on Christmas Day, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's worth thinking about. And I think that actually that's something to really think about when you do give um, a longer lasting gift, even if it is more expensive and maybe people don't perhaps realise the value that's in it. It's worth passing that story on. You talk Mm. about where it was made and why it's special and and try and kind of... um, 
you know, create and pass on the, um, that, that feeling that actually these products that are ethical or are local or are built to last or do have a wonderful story behind them are worth more. They have yeah. more value than something that's been mass produced um, you know, uh, to, to be sold yeah. In, yeah. In, in high volumes or all around the world. I think it's really important for us to start thinking more about the value and and not just the price Mm, yeah that's really really important there's a brilliant brand um I don't know if you come across them called where does it come from that make um, Mm. clothes and you can type each each item comes with a code on the label and you can type the label into their website and it will trace the journey for you literally from you know the the cotton in the field and who's who's planted it who's grown it how it's and I just think again that's a really powerful um yeah invitation to give to somebody you know if you, if you buy an item because they do some gorgeous scarves and things and mm. if you buy one of their scarves and say oh just have a little look at this and it's, it's extra value like you say with that item isn't it absolutely I think the ability to know the people who have contributed to your Christmas mm. you may not have given a second thought to is really special and it's something that we really need to start to do uh, in the world is, is to realize that we do have these connections to these people um, all over the world, our Christmas in our own cosy little homes are so yeah. influenced by what's happening all across the world, and and not all of that is necessarily good. So uh, when we do manage to find stories that we know people are being treated well, and we know that they're happy in what they're doing, I think that is really special. Yeah, definitely. Um, right, have you got some other tips for us? We've talked about starting early, which might be a little mm-hmm. bit late for people. That's <laughs> where so this is going out. Probably, well, we've got three weeks, three, maybe four weeks up to Christmas. Um, and we've talked about, um, you know, trying to at least narrow things down to a, an area that people are interested in. And we've talked about giving experiences as well. Um, any other top tips for us to buy and um, gift a bit more consciously this year? Well, I think um, the only other thing that I would really say is that when you do um, give the gift, do remember the gift receipt and try to um, wrap it up in something that can either be recycled, Mm -hmm. maybe it's already been used. So, you know, some newspapers can look really beautiful or or magazines. I've, I've done that quite a few times. Um, or use uh, reusable gift wrap. So mm-hmm. that's something we, we sell. It's called rag wrap and it's amazing. It's made out of recycled plastic bottles and it's all crackly like normal wrapping mm-hmm. paper. So it gives you that kind of exciting feeling when you're unwrapping yeah. it. But it's um, reusable. So you can use it again and again and again. And so if you've got some rag wrap kind of within the family, it can kind of move around. I was going to say, that's um, always my worry <laughs> is that you, you give it to someone and they go, oh, lovely, thanks. And then you're like, well, are you, you going to reuse it? You're not just going <laughs> to give it back to me. I don't know what's the etiquette with it. I keep rag wrap within the family. <laughs> because and do you put a little lady saying, please reuse this? Um, I tell them and they know (laughs) (laughs) absolutely Um, and yeah on that note for um, you know reusable or recyclable there's you know trying trying to avoid um, uh, metallic paper isn't it and paper with glitter on it and all those sorts of things as well so yes apparently you can tell if um, a wrapping paper is recyclable or not if you crunch it up and it starts to unfold itself and pretty much 
ends up flat again, mm. it's not recyclable. If you crunch it up and it pretty much stays in its ball, then that should be recyclable. Brilliant. So that's an easy one for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and another thing you talked about on your tips, I think, was mm. um, that you've got these sort of zero waste bundles and that actually that can be quite a cost effective way of, of buying gifts because you can buy a bundle and then yes. sort of split it up and distribute it out amongst friends and family. Yes. So what happens is when websites put a whole load of things together in, in one box, it generally means that they're able to offer a discount on it which means that you're getting each individual item cheaper than you would be able to buy it individually. Mm -hmm. And therefore that's a, a, a cheaper way of perhaps getting quite a few items that you don't necessarily have to keep together as a kit. Yeah. You can then split it up and, you know, give the razor to dad and give the zero waste soap to mum and give, you know, something else to someone else. And that can be quite good. And, and I yeah. don't know why that had never occurred to me before. I was like, when I read it, I was like, that's genius. Why is that? Well, I think it's, it's interesting. It, it, it's, it's because we're kind of you're marketed to in a certain way. And, you know, when you see one thing put together in one way, you think of it as one thing. Whereas actually, you know, if you think about it in a different way, it's lots of individual things that yeah. you can then use however you want. So yeah. it kind of gives you that freedom. Yeah. And I also think it's really important to bear in mind, and it comes back to what you're saying about really giving some thought to what the people, what people might want, because mm. people will say, oh, I really want to give zero waste gifts this year. Yeah. But if you're giving somebody a reusable coffee cup and they've already got one, or if you're giving yeah. somebody, um, you know, straws and the reusable straws and they've never used straws before, or yeah, people just aren't in the same place as you and you give them something and they're like, okay, great, I'm never going to use it. It doesn't matter yeah. what waste is if it's not going to be used, yes. loved. And so it does all come back down to that, doesn't it? To giving something that you think people are going to love and, and want to keep. Yes, I, I, I really do think that that's important. And I, I think that actually just being open about asking, you know, what would be useful. Mm. Um, they don't necessarily have to give you the exact thing, but, you know, is there anything in, it in their lives? Or just have a snoop. <laughs> when you're next over at their house kind of notice what they use and what they don't use and what they have and what they may not have yeah um, you know especially if you're you know close enough to kind of offer to make them a cup of tea <laughs> you know rummage through the cupboards <laughs> and yeah you get a sense of their their taste and their style and all that sort yes. of thing at the same time don't you and how have your family responded to this because I think you said right at the very beginning that mm. you know it hasn't necessarily or it won't necessarily be a smooth transition from um kind of yeah. maybe the Christmas the Christmases we've we've traditionally had and starting to think about how we make them the Christmases that we want how have some of those conversations gone well at first I think there was a little bit of stress and guilt yes like oh you know I want to buy her that but is that is that very buy yes, me once yes, yes. Oh, it's very buy me once you know and then they'll kind of look at me with this kind of look on their face like oh sorry yeah yeah <laughs> And I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. Um, but I think now people are kind of better at buying each other experiences and also yeah. better at saying, I don't want, I don't need anything, so please right. don't. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, and also, yeah, asking for a little bit more detail. Um, yeah. 
But there are some amazing present buyers in my family as well who just seem to by osmosis know exactly. Oh, what really? They <laughs> so they're very talented in that way, and I wouldn't <laughs> want to kind of. There's always like that their gift in life is yeah. to know exactly what you do need, but actually you never really realise that it being in your life is something that could make it so much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, um, I wouldn't um, want to take that away from them either. Definitely. So, yeah, I'm not sure how we kind of recap or finish off. Really, like, what's I guess have you got three top tips for people um, as we approach this kind of busy season of excess? I think give yourself time. Be kind to yourself. expand on that a bit be kind to yourself I think that there's a lot of guilt that comes with Christmas Mm. maybe especially with parents or a lot of pressure shall I say Mm -hmm. to perform in some way when it comes to gift giving I think especially with children and I think that um actually knowing that it's your family your rules yeah and your values those are important and actually you know um that's more important than any messaging that you know your children or other people might be getting from the outside um so from that point of view i think it's important to stay true to your own values and not feel guilty for doing that either yeah because i think it's really difficult as you say especially with children Mm. especially um i think with grandparents you know they they want to give them stuff and no matter whether you say they don't need anything or can Mm. you not get them anything you know cheap plastic tat or can you get them this there are some yeah with grandchildren continue to do you know despite your um (laughs) your protestations so I guess that grandparents is to be prescriptive yes Um, okay so to give them a so if if they're if they're in danger of you know, bringing a hollowed plastic tank yeah. into your house. If you don't say, if you if you say, you know, I they don't really need anything, or you know, or you know, just a little gift this they year, and you know they're going to come with an avalanche of plastic. Yeah, then tell them what to buy. <laughs> okay, so give and them like two or three things to choose from, and say exactly, yeah, knock yourself out. Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's the thing to do on that on that kind of be kind to yourself thing. Is you know accepting that especially at Christmas with all the emotions and the the guilt and the pressure and whatever that comes along with it accepting that you know this is one time of year where you you can control what you do but actually controlling what other people do might be a little bit more problematic and and that that's you know something to work on but not something to beat yourself up about yes absolutely and you know having your own family rules kind of set whether that's a kind of you know they get one present one big present and one small present or you know whatever that is I think you know set set what you feel comfortable with and and then stick to it and you know it doesn't matter if little Jimmy from you know Uh, their their class gets 15 presents yeah that's their family and you know that's got nothing to do with you and what you yeah and again this this comes back to that being more mindful about it because I think we were very guilty of just kind of not really giving Christmas much thought and just sort of falling into it and you know some of my family's traditions and some of my husband's family's traditions and and suddenly we've arrived at this Christmas that we're like oh is is this actually the Christmas that that we want and is this the the messages that we want to be giving the kids and is this you know how we want Christmas to be and we've just 
very unconsciously arrived at this place and now trying to unpick that feels quite difficult so um to almost sort of spend some time sitting down as a family together and thinking Mm. what what are the things we value about Christmas um you know is it the presents which you know I said to my kids this morning what are the three things you really like about Christmas they each said presents I was like damn it um but you know what are the things that we value (laughs) yeah 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 um but yeah, having those conversations, I guess, at, yeah. the, at, at the beginning of the festive season and thinking about the few steps that you can make this year towards that. Yes. And actually, there's lots of things you can do around it. So, for example, my brother and sister-in-law, they do a kind of reverse advent calendar mm. where they put things into a box to give throughout yeah. Advent and and then give them on um, you know, Christmas Eve to... Um, a shelter or a food bank or something like that yeah um, and um, you know if you talk about kind of setting Christmas traditions um, <laughs> the kids in my family asked for uh, litter pickers oh! <laughs> a couple of Christmases ago and so now the Christmas walk is a litter picking walk oh, and amazing. the kids kind of race each other to get as much yeah as, as they can and and actually you know any um parents out there thinking of um weird and wonderful presents for their kids litter pickers oh my god really appreciate it my kids love we've they've got one each and they absolutely love them they they make so you know (laughs) if we're going for a walk and they're winding i'm like you can take the litter pickers (laughs) (laughs) what a treat yeah exactly (laughs) oh that's brilliant so sorry i interrupted you so we said um start early we said be kind to yourself and um if we had number three i can't i've lost track um i think you know if in doubt go for an experience rather than yeah. a product or something edible rather than a product yeah it's what I would say brilliant yeah. well thank you so much I really hope that's given people a little bit of food for thought and as well a little bit of confidence to to maybe stand or to stop a little bit and think about their Christmas buying because it's really easy to just get stuck on that treadmill of well this is what we've always done or this is what we do at Christmas this is what's expected of us and to actually yeah. think okay no hold on a minute you know there's I've just had this conversation about having a bit more of a conscious Christmas and let's mm-hmm. see what what we can do so I, I hope yeah. that's really really helpful for people um remind so. us where we can come and find you if we want to have a look at all the delights that Buy Me Wants has on offer at Christmas well, we, if you're in the UK, it's uk.buymeonce.com or just Google buy me once and you'll find us. Um, you can find me at Tara Button at pretty much any social media site or <laughs> you can follow us at buy me once. If you're interested to see what kind of products we're finding or what kind of campaigns we're running, you can follow our email list, um, which you can do from our website um there's lots going on um at the moment so yeah do, do, brilliant do. and I'll, I'll post all those links in the show notes and i'll also post your um either the whole video or a link to your video with those 12 tips on because i think that's really really useful for people as well sure that'd be great brilliant thank you for joining me well, so lovely to talk to you jen and hopefully speak to you again soon You've been listening to Sustainable-ish, you wonderful sack of loveliness, with me, Jen Gale. Hopefully we've fired some neurons and we've got the old grey matter thinking about what changes you can make in your life this week to live that little bit more sustainably. 
do let me know what that is. I love to hear about the changes that people are making, big or small. Every single one counts. If you've enjoyed the show, and I hope you have, do hop over to iTunes to leave a comment or a review, and then the bots at iTunes will cotton on to just how awesome it is, and it will show up in more people's feeds. Or at least I think that's how it works. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you next time. Bye.